We would like to acknowledge the Yuggera people and the Turrbal people as the traditional custodians of Mianjin, the lands on which we record this podcast today. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome everyone to For the Health of a Podcast, a Healthcare Australia podcast. Made for healthcare professionals by nurses on the inside. My name is Jessica. And my name is Anna, and we are HTA's brand ambassadors. And we have an exciting episode for you today. It is basically diving into the world of rural and remote nursing and rural and remote health, um, and basically the support networks and support systems that you can have while working and going to those kinds of places. Because like a lot of people that are listening, you've been in those rural and remote spaces and it can also often feel that you are quite isolated from communities, from family, from friends. Um, and having those extra supports is super, super helpful. So me and Jess both have experienced that and we think this episode is going to be super helpful for all of you listening. So we are joined today by Laura. She is a mental health and sexual health nurse, but also a mental health educator for Krana Plus. So can you just tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up in this pathway with Krana Plus? Sure. So thanks for having me. Um, so, as you said, Zana, my my background um, and my my um, bachelor's degree is mental health nursing, and I practiced as a mental health for a good ten years, and um, before stepping out of that space and getting into more sexual health and education. Um, so, my position um, with Krana came from um, you know, like I interviewed for the position, applied for the position because I have experience working remote. So, for about I mean, I've lived in Australia for 10 years. You can tell by my accent, I am not born here whatsoever. Um, but, you know, for about um, eight of those years, I've worked in predominantly Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander remote health. Um, and so when this position came up with Prana, um, I, I decided to apply because I do feel, um, you know, I understand some of the challenges that remote clinicians face and how important mental health and well-being is when you work remote. Um, especially with the lack of resources that we have, as, as you guys are aware. Um, so my role is, um, it's not a new role. So I have stepped into that role. We've just had a, a lovely educator leave. And so I've taken over the role. Um, and they've been delivering workshops now um, across Australia for some time. Um, so the workshops are... Um, you know, we, I guess the most popular one is a 30-minute reset that we can do with remote and rural clinicians um, and also health workers, admin staff. It can be anyone that works rurally and remote. Um, Krana have also de- uh, developed like a range of resources, which I know are gifted to you guys for your rural and remote clinicians. Um, and they include stuff that we'll talk about maybe a little bit later on, but like self-care plans, um, really good information. We have emails go out come Mindful Monday every week. Again, I'll probably speak to that a little bit later on. Um, But the reason I have a job is because I'm there to deliver free, flexible workshops for clinicians. Um, Yeah, so that's what my role is in Crana Plus. That's awesome. It's so great. Yeah, and like we were speaking about before, Laura, it's so amazing having someone who does have that experience and you have such extensive experience in the rural and remote space and especially with those remote communities that you can – run those workshops and have that real bond with the nurses and the healthcare staff that are coming to you because you really understand what they're going through, which is amazing. When you were doing um, your kind of uh, work in the remote communities, were you aware about these kind of these courses and these workshops or is this something that you've only just kind of found out about? 
And so I've done most of my work in South Australia and Queensland. And then I did a course with the Centre for Remote Health. Um, It's a post-grad for remote um, health practice. So it's a course I'd 100% recommend to anyone looking at going in remote um, or rural practice, particularly in the Aboriginal um, and Torres Strait Islander health space. And it was when I was doing that qualification that I was introduced to Krana. So they came and did a little workshop and a bit of a talk with remote um, and rural workers and um, just explaining who they are. And it was particularly focused around the bush support line. Um, again, which I can go into a little bit later on when it comes to discussing what, what Krana can offer. Um, and that's how I became aware of them. But you might see, and I guess it's like similar, you know, once you know the name, you might see posters around and recognize it now you know so when I work up in the cape um I'll see Krana posters and Krana pictures everywhere and I'm like oh okay cool like so people are aware of of who they are and what they do yeah we definitely have been aware of them for a long time and especially with their rural and remote courses um but specifically these well-being courses I mean personally myself I was not aware of these that they had been run or have been run in the past. Um, From the things you sent us you obviously sent us a lot of information about all of this um but the well-being for the bush basically is kind of, I guess, the main kind of broad outline of kind of what you do with Krana Plus. Um, so how does kind of that well-being for the bush work in practice and how can our rural and remote nurses and workers access this support? Yeah, so I think as rural and remote workers, we're all aware of what um, good self-care and, and what well-being looks like. So we know the theory. Um, and that's the thing, you know, we, we don't want to talk to, to people um, in a way where they don't know, like people do know, it's just often that they might need a little bit of a reminder. Um, but I guess it comes down to, you know, thinking about where you are going. So we know that, you know, you look at the, the five pillars um, of, of health. So we've got like relaxation, um, social interaction, sleep, exercise, eating and nutrition. So we know that they're really good for us. Um, but in practice, you know, you have to think about if you're going to a remote community in the Kimberley and it's the wet season and there's flooding you know maybe you're not going to have access to that fresh fruit and veg and meat um to have kind of adequate nutrition and also the same with sleep you know uh, my husband is a a primary health nurse and he does a lot of on call and I know he'll do back to back on call because you know we know that nurses um are quite short staffed so he'll do first on call second on call and even though you know, the phone might not go throughout the night as, as as workers, you know, that the phone could go out and then, you know, it could go off. And so you don't sleep so well. And that goes for the drivers that he works alongside as well. And security, you know, they have to be first and second on call. It's not just the nurses and doctors. And so their sleep can be quite compromised. Um, and I think the same for like exercise, you know, we know going for a run or doing some yoga or um, going for a swim might make us feel really good. But if you're going to a remote or a rural place where you know there's camp dogs that might run after you or there's um you know there's no swimming pool or there's no means um to kind of access somewhere to go and do some exercise we need to think about ways how we can incorporate that um you know away from away from resources that we might have access to in cities or even regional places yeah Wow. So it is I think a lot. it's prepar- preparation. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely preparation. Yeah, I definitely find when you definitely. go on these contracts, it's impossible to kind of get a routine because whether you're at home and you have a routine, just being a shift worker in general makes it just so mm. difficult. But yeah. then when you're going into these yeah remote communities, you're 
already dealing with the isolation of kind of being alone away from family and friends you might not have the best internet it might be really hot like it's really hard to leave the house like all those things that we're trying to do to make ourselves have a nice healthy kind of mental health space is um a lot more difficult and you need a lot more motivation I guess to to try and get through it so what what type of services do you guys provide to help these nurses kind of focus on their mental health Yes, I think one really good thing, and, and that's in the wellbeing for the bush stuff that I dropped off um, to you both when I came down in, in um, when was I there, in December. Um, so you'll see in that book that there's like um, a self-care plan. And I think we've also given some, that's it, yeah. I'm so holding, there's, um, <laughs> holding up to the camera now. <laughs> um, yeah, so the self-care plan on page 15. Yeah, I don't know if you, oh, you won't be able to see no, that. No, background's screen. gone. Um, <laughs> But we've delivered some magnets as well. So these self-care plans, so they talk about what are your personal signs of stress um, and what strategies you use personally, who you can call for support um, and what activities you can include in your next routine. So it's one to do prior to you going on your contract. So, you know, you get your contract and they're like, right, cool, you're going to Mount Isa for a month. Um, I think, you know, you do a bit of research into what you can access in Mount Isa, what the shops are like what exercise you can get into, what your shift pattern might be. Um, And then also making notes on this care plan before you go out, because we know when we feel well and we feel recharged and motivated, like we can think quite clearly and and we can reflect back and see, oh, actually, like that was a bit of an early warning sign for me or, you know, this is what makes me feel good. But when we're up there and we're in it, it can be quite hard to think quite clearly so I do think that doing these plans are an amazing idea probably before you go on your contract. And, you know, you could even sit down with a loved one or, you know, a friend and think about, um, you know, like I, I need to call you once a week and put that on your care plan or like your strategy plan. Um, and they know if then you've not called them that week, there might be something going on and they need to touch base with you. Um, so I think that that's really important to kind of build that support. So that's definitely a really good resource that Krana have. Um, aside from that, we've got, um, so there's quite a few things that they've got going on, which I've made a heap of notes here. So we have webinars and we have podcasts as well on the Krana website. Um, there's also a Mindful Mondays newsletter that goes uh, Mindful Mondays newsletter that goes out to um, remote workers. So you can sign up for that or you can just look on the website and they've got them all archived. Um, and they're written by psychologists who work on the Bush support line. And it can be anything, um, you know, from workplace conflict. Today, you know, Steph has sent out an amazing one about the five um, love languages. So it can, it can be anything. So really, really interesting. The feedback from them is amazing. Um, and also, you know, the away from Krana, there's a really good podcast um, called A Nurse Out Where. So that's um, done by Danielle Causa, who is, in fact, a remote um, health nurse. Um, but she does the podcast on her, like in her spare time. And she gets all kinds of different people on there talking about their experience working remote. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, we need a little bit of validation to understand what we're going through can be quite normal and other people are feeling it and it makes us feel a little bit less alone. So I think that there, there are um, all really good resources. Um, the workshops I run, so the wellbeing workshops um, are about 30 minutes long. You know, we understand that remote workers, um, 
you know, a tight for time. They don't necessarily want to spend the lunch break, like start listening to me yap on about well-being. Um, so we know to kind of keep it short and sweet and keep it relevant as well. Um, so anyone can access those. Um, we usually do those as like an in-service to a team, a team of people. It can be a big team, a small team. It doesn't really matter. Um, and all you need to do is bob through a request through our email, um, which is wellbeing at prana.org.au. Um, and I'll give that you know that that information to you guys at the end um yes i think that's that's kind of most of the resources that crana plus offer in regards to the well-being side of stuff that's so amazing it's so great that there's so many options because obviously like you said we're all busy we all have so many things to do if if the workshop isn't something that you can kind of fit in that day or that week you know that you can reflect on your care plan or your your, you know self-care plan that you've kind of made before going uh, and reflect on that to try and make a plan for moving forward so that's really great and can you like I guess run through a little bit what you do in those well-being workshops in those uh, sorry in the 30 minute well-being reset workshops what kind how do those kind of get structured and and is it something that you you know you do once and then you can reach out again later or is it or is it kind of an ongoing uh, workshop predominantly it's about talking about well-being in the bush right so again we all know this stuff and um, we all know how to take care of ourselves we talk to our clients about it every day but it doesn't necessarily mean that we put it into practice um so it's a bit of a reminder to you know to stop take check take care of yourself um and you know like people might have filled out these self-care plans and then pop them in the bottom of the suitcase or you know put them in the bottom of the esky and the chickens leaked all over it you know it's a reminder to kind of dig them out and have a, a bit of a look back on them and check in with yourself. And um, so we're not teaching things that people don't already know. Um, but we are, you know, we are a bit of a check-in, a hey, how are you? And a reminder um, as to how to kind of keep you well-being when working remote for sure. Yeah. yeah. I love that concept of your own care plan. I've never actually heard mm. that kind of, you know, we always have care plans for our patients. So it's actually something quite yeah. easy that we can put into our own schedules. I actually really like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like the biggest and most important part that I've kind of got out of this episode is like you can't pour from an empty cup, you know. Mm. And unfortunately, when you're a healthcare worker, sometimes we just give, 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 give. And then sometimes we just crash like we do and we're, we're exhausted and we're just not looking after ourselves. But we can yeah. care for people better when we are filling out our own cup and looking after ourselves more. And this book is amazing. I've, I've been having a browse. Yeah. I know page 20. And then- is really good. It's got well-being for the bush, the five senses technique. I really like yes. that page. I might yeah. take a photo and put it now, put it in our um, Healthcare Australia Instagram page because it's actually yeah. amazing. Yeah. Whatever you want to take from it, it's a really good reason and it's so beautifully done. And you'll see at the back as well, you know, because I think one thing to acknowledge is um, it can get, you know, you, when you're working remote, I mean, anyway in life, but when you're working remote in particular and you're isolated and you're away from family, it can get to the point where it crosses over um, into kind of some some more worrying mental health um, stuff. And so, you know, reaching out to, um, you know, Beyond Blue and, and that kind of thing. Um, and those resources are in the back as well. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I know you guys are going to ask me a question on the Bush Support Line, so I'm not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> 
I was just about um, to. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, read our yeah. mind. But yeah, yeah if you want to, if yeah. you want to go ahead and tell us about that bush support line, that would yeah. be amazing. Because I, I, I didn't know about it at all, and I know that a lot of us that are listening and a lot of nurses and stuff know about EAP and that access where we can get appointment assistance program and speak to someone. But this bush support line is even more kind of tailored towards these rural and remote nurses and work, workers that the people listening actually have experience in that space, which is even more of a connection that those people are kind of going to understand where you're coming from. And it's going to be able to break that barrier and actually make them feel a lot more comfortable sharing those vulnerabilities. So can you just tell us a little bit about the Bush support line and how that can help? A hundred percent. So I think um, when people think of Prana, they think of MECREC and Bush support, like it's such good service. So the Bush support line, um, it's a free, completely confidential 24 hour um, support line. So you can access it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it's for all health workers and working in rural, remote and isolated communities. Anyone working in health sphere can access the service that includes, you know, your midwives, your occupational therapists, your dentists, your health workers, your drivers, your admin. um, And also um, students can access it and families of remote workers. So if you're you know, if you're the partner of a remote worker and you're up in a community, you can also access this line as well. So um, it's staffed by psychologists and they've all got remote and cross-cultural experience. So you're dealing with people that have been there um, and and might have shared similar experiences um, to to what you're experiencing. It is available from anywhere in Australia and it's available every day of the year. So this is a completely 365-day-a-year manned phone line. Um, so it's a, a 1-800 number, um, which I'll, I'll say now, so people can write it down. So it's 1-800-805-391. Um, I guess the only barrier to accessing this would be if you were in a place without phone reception. Um, but, you know, n- now and again, that could happen with the weather, but you, you're almost always going to have phone signals somewhere where you are. So you can access the Bush support line and EAP. You know, it's not like you've got to access one or the other. Um, It's just there in case people need it and in case people want to speak to somebody. There is no time limit on the phone call. You know, it's not like you call and you get 15 minutes. It's it's not like that whatsoever. Um, You know, the the conversation is there to be had. And I think it's a really important conversation to have, especially if you're struggling um, when you're working remote. Yeah. Yeah, That's so incredible. It really is so helpful for for nurses that are working or, you know, workers that are working in those spaces because you never know what can happen. There's It's so different to, to how your life is back home and you see some things and hear about things that, you know, often rock you. So it's nice to be able to access that 24-7, especially knowing that you don't have to call, you know, between nine and five and wait the yeah. next day to deal with it. You can actually deal with that in that moment, which is great. Yeah, so, and I think, you know, the importance of – and during my own experience, you know, I, I worked um, – in in a community that can be quite volatile and I worked there for some years and at the time my husband wasn't a nurse so you know I'd come home and he'd be like how's your week and I didn't want to speak to him and I'd be quite withdrawn and you know you're trying to process all of this quite horrendous stuff that you've seen happen and quite you know unique experiences and then you try and talk to your partner about it who's living their best life in in, you know like Cairns or wherever, wherever it is and they don't get it and it's not their fault but like how can you possibly understand if you've not experienced it so you know I wish I would have known about the bush support line then and because it would have been very very helpful for me so hopefully it's a tool that people can access um yeah going forward 
So good. Mm. It's been so amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. But before we go, I would love to know, obviously you have so much experience in the rural and remote space. You love this space. What would you say to someone that, you know, is thinking about joining an agency or moving bush and doing this remote lifestyle? Do you have any advice for them if they're a little bit apprehensive or scared to kind of take that first leap? You look at these places on the map and you think, oh, my gosh. But what I would say is um, it's the most rewarding career. You'll meet the most beautiful people. Um, but, you know, to provide a service to to people that live rurally and remote, I think it's super important to, to be upon your education, um, both, you know, professionally and culturally. I think that's super important. Um, I think speaking to other nurses or doctors or health workers um, or admin officers that have worked in those places is really important, understanding other people's experience um, and also learning from other people's experience. Um, and I think also, you know, if you're going to do a long contract, so say if you're picking up a contract for nine months, planning out before you go when you're going to take some leave throughout that duration, because going up there and smashing out nine months is not going to work. Like you need to take um, some time away for yourself um, and also time to reconnect with family, friends um, or whoever that may may be. Um, so I think do it 100 percent. Do it. It will change your life. I think once you go rural and remote, you've got to be prepared never to be able to work in a, <laughs> in a city ever again. Um, you know, that's speaking for, you know, I guess that's how I feel. Um, but yeah, like definitely prepare, prepare yourself in, in whatever way you can for sure. Yeah, well, we definitely agree with that because we love rural nursing and we love that yeah. space so much. And you're so right. There's just, there's just nothing like it really. I mean, working yeah. in the city is great as well and it's great to have a break. But, yeah, there's nothing really like helping mm-hmm. people in those communities. It's just something super special. Yeah. And it really just yeah. takes, you know, your empathetic nursing side just to a whole other level. And it really just makes you feel like you're really making a difference, which is what we all want to do. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, (laughs) thank you. And if if you need anything, please let me know and I'll send it through. Yeah, yeah. we will. And we'll put everything in the show notes as well. We'll put the Bush Support line if you guys missed that one. Um, Everything will go in the show notes, so just pop down there. We'll also pop your details in if they want to email you through any questions as well. Thanks, Anna. That's great. Amazing. Thanks, Laura. Bye, Laura. Thank you. All right, I might see you in a few weeks. Yeah.